Before you dive into this exciting episode, I'd like to let you know about the Squash Playbook, your tactical blueprint for success. The playbook is written based on the most common solutions I have given to the people I coach over the last 20 years. It is the ultimate how-to guide for any squash fan, and you can grab a free copy right away by visiting squashplaybook.com or clicking on the link in the show notes. Are you freaked out by that hard-hitting hacker? Frustrated with running out of ideas against the relentless retriever? Want to close out matches more clinically when in the lead? Or do you need some mental tools to overcome bad calls by referees? These answers plus many more have been brought together all in one place for the squash community. The Squash Playbook is a practical toolkit that breaks down over 40 scenarios that are most commonly faced on the court. Each scenario provides the psychology and the strategy needed to get a positive result. Each chapter wraps up with the top six key points to keep things simple and practical. The aim of the book is to transform reactive players into proactive tacticians. I focus on breaking down complex situations into straightforward, effective strategies for those high pressure moments in a match. So why not grab your copy now and step onto the court next time with a clear head and a set of strategies to win those matches you know you're capable of. Please enjoy the show. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to your next installment of the Squash Mind podcast series. And as you can probably see from the title, we've got an absolute legend of the game on today, Nora Al-Shabini. So it's really hard to know where to start in describing Nora Al-Shabini. She's also known as the Warrior Princess for those of you that watch PSA and for very good reasons. You know, when we watch her play, what she does, just some phenomenal work. And it may be safe to say that she's currently, I think, a playing legend of the game with so many titles and so many accolades at just 27 years of age. And arguably, she may be one, if not the most mentally toughest players in the game, and a real pleasure and honor to get to speak with her about this aspect of her mind. Um, Just one little quick side note here. The recording wasn't great. Um, She was was in Egypt and, and on her phone, and she was outside, so there was a little bit of crackle on that. But you know what? I think the content we've recorded here is just phenomenal. So... If you can look past the slightly, um, you know, glitchy audio, I think the content is just world class. So just wanted to make a little note there. So Nora is currently five times world champion as of this recording and, and, you know, probably likely to get a few more under her belt over the next few years. She's only 27 years of age. 
Um, she was the youngest ever winner of the World Championships in 2015. And, you know, do yourself a favor, go into the PSA website and just look at her bio. If I was to read it, we'd probably be here for about 10 minutes. So, you know, I had to kind of had to extract the main headlines when I was doing this little introduction. She's also won three British Open titles um, and she got those next to her name. And as of this recording, the 2022 British Open is only a few weeks away. So it's been a real treat to get to have her on the show this close to the event. And like everyone, but me in particular, now I'll be eagerly watching how she does based on this conversation we just had. And I'm going to dive in very soon, but we had such a such a great deep look at, at some of the mental strategies of her game, coping with pressure at the big events, how to manage expectations being the higher seed, her methods of visualization, what they look like, how she works in building her focus and concentration, what, what this entails in her practice environment, and a few really great tips for for amateurs and juniors in regard to the attitude of the game. We, we close with this uh, this little nugget, this piece of advice, so please do lock in and, and listen to the whole, whole episode because there's a great bit of advice towards the end. Um, so listen, I, I don't think I can do much more of an introduction. I think we all know who Nural Shabini is. Absolute pleasure, like I said, having you on the Squash Mind podcast. And without any further ado, the legend herself, Nural Shabini. Nural Shabini, welcome to the next episode of the Squash Mind podcast series. Thank you so much for taking some time today to talk to me only a few weeks out from the British Open. How have things been going with you? Uh, all good. It's my pleasure to be with you and uh, yeah, looking forward to it and hopefully it's going to be a good one. I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it will be. And yeah, listen, a huge honor for me. You know, I've been lucky enough to interview quite a lot of players at the moment and definitely you are high up on my list. And, and now that Squash Mine and the PSA are working together, it was a great opportunity. But let's um let's jump straight in. I, I think obviously the British Open is, is close by. And, and one of the first things I'd like to ask you is, is you know, what does your mental preparation look like for an event? I suppose like the British Open. Do you think the British Open is different? Do you think it's similar? How do you go about mentally preparing for this event? Well, I think I don't think that like tournaments now are different from each other. So you you always try to prepare for every tournament as if it's a new one. Uh, like apart from the World Championship, which is always the biggest one, and you always wait for this tournament and want to peak at this week. But uh, uh, besides the World Championship, like all platinum events are the same. Like I have to prepare. For them the same thing and uh, yeah mm-hmm. it depends how time you have between tournaments so uh, yeah it's always it's always different mm-hmm. uh, depending on the time between tournaments okay. but at the end it's the same pre- preparation for every tournament okay well good to know i'm, I'm sure we, i've got a few kind of interesting questions i want to ask you about the details of that preparation and i'm sure we'll get into that but uh, you, you know, you hear a lot of players and especially juniors or, or I'm sure you have it as well, young professionals, you know, nerves and pressure and how this can build up. And do you have a version of, of how you handle your nerves and your pressure? So you say you prepare for tournaments very similar. What might that look like in regard to nerves and pressure? Well, the, the nerves is always around and it's always you, you, you're always living like very very stressful, very under pressure. Uh, it might not look like this. It might not be look like you're you're nervous or you're you're stressed. But you're definitely gonna feel it. Not maybe it depends how much it's gonna control 
control you but at the end there's still nerves and there's stress but uh, uh, yeah I think uh, maybe because I'm a bit a relaxing character so that it helped me that I don't get nervous very easily so I, I definitely feel nervous but I can control myself to deal with the pressure and the nerves mm. can like, you- actually it's it it wasn't like this before. I've actually, I, it, it's 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 changed, but yeah, it changed. It changed a lot throughout the years. And yeah, it's definitely I I gained a lot of experience. And maybe when I was younger, I wasn't dealing with it the same way I'm dealing with it now. So uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think it it changes, but uh, at the end, uh, it depends how much it's controlling you. Okay, can, can we explore that a little bit? Because I think that's quite interesting. Two questions or two thoughts came to my mind. Obviously, the, the, the young Nor al-Shabini and what that looked like, and then the mature one. But and, and the second part was, you said you're quite relaxed, and you said you feel you can handle it well. So can you give some examples of how you think, if the nerves are coming and you feel they may take control over you, like you said, how do you think you balance that out with yourself? But that's it. And sometimes it works, and you can handle the pressure. But sometimes it's out of your hand. It's it's controlling you. It's your my mind. It's controlling everything. But I think when I was young, I had nothing in my mind. I had no pressure. I was always the young player. I was. I wasn't never the the old one. The the one who who. I never put the pressure on myself. So nothing was in my head. I was just. It was only squash. So just go hit the ball try to play good and and that's it you I was always playing the the older players so it was much easier uh, when I was younger but to be honest I try to because what because I played the like I started the PSA very young so I still I still had the same mentality since I was young that I'm still playing the old players and I'm the young one, so I have no pressure. So I, I grown up having the same. I This is, I think, like the last few years. Now I started to be older one. Back in before that, like until like 23 or 24 years old, I was still the young one. So I had, I wasn't, I was dealing with a different kind of pressure, not like I've been up in the ranking. I'm this upper, uh, upper seed, the highest seeded. So not 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 the older one not the highest not a lot of things at the same time so mm-hmm. it's uh, it's quite different but that's that's why i say that at when i was young i had nothing in my mind i just wanted to play and i had no pressure but mm-hmm. uh, yeah actually now definitely it's uh, uh i it's it's more stressful than when i was young because it, i'm more mature I'm, i think more i try to have um, not only play squash, it's more in the in the head more than just running and playing squash. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's harder because you start thinking a lot. Well, that that's exactly I think why we're here. What 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 part of my Tara? Yeah, but but I still see that I I'm managing managing it good until now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm saying okay, I don't give myself a lot of time thinking of the thing or of the pressure so so i try always to take out the pressure and try to try to be enjoying the moment or enjoying what's happening more than putting pressure on myself 
and and that's really hard as a human being don't you think sometimes it's so easy to 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 see the pressure and go into the pressure and lean into it and i think the most skillful athletes in the world in squash and other sports they're able to 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 get their mind in a place where they're not overthinking and and that's what i'm hearing you say i'm i'm hearing you say you might still have the attitude of a young person and you don't think too much about it or you try and balance your thinking is that kind of close to how you try and manage the pressure being the better player now and one of the best players ever to play the game well, I, I'm kind of, I'm trying, not not playing, I'm, I'm definitely not the young one or not player I used to be. I'm definitely, I'm totally a different player now. But I still, I still believe that I try to take out, take up the fresh pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, um, take it off, just throw it away. Uh, try to uh, not think of what's going to happen and what what's what's the worst thing or what's what's the bad thing is going to happen and all all the things that make depression and stress. So definitely, definitely sometimes it's hard and sometimes, okay, I'm, uh, I, I can't take it out. I'm, I'm stuck and, and my head is, is, uh, is blocked. I can't think. And, and, and I think a lot of matches get showed us like I'm, I'm in pressure, but, and, and because the pressure was more, it controlled more than what I'm supposed to be doing or that's supposed what I'm used to be doing. Mm. Uh, I think that lots of matches can turn around and a lot of things happen. So, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, but like most of the time I try not to put any pressure and try not to think a lot. And uh, mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think I'm handling it good until this moment. <laughs> Well, listen, I think I think your results definitely reflect that as well. And, you know, I, I, I'm well aware. <laughs> I started doing more and more research on you in the last few weeks. I was like, man, this is this is crazy. So, yeah, I'm really, really good honor to share this. And, but it sounds like, well, question, do you do you work with a mental coach? Do you have someone that works with you in the mind or do you work on this yourself a little bit more? I, ne- I never I never went to a mental coach and uh, mm-hmm. never had one. But uh, uh I had my dad always on my side and I always, um, I was very comfortable talking to him. And, uh, that's what I got through the years that, uh, you don't have to go to, uh, to a very professional, professional one to help you. It could be someone that you are comfortable talking with and like you're helping each other. So it could be more useful than going to a mental coach. And I think he's been with me since I started playing squash and, uh, and yeah, he's the only person that uh, that um, I feel myself while talking to him. I get out. I'm not easily. I not easily talk. I don't easily talk. So he's the one, only person who can get. I can get myself out with him and talk, and uh, we, we brainstorm together. We talk a lot. Uh, he come with me to the training actually every day. Mm-hmm. Until this moment, he attend my practice. Uh, yeah, so before matches, we talk before every match and uh, before and after actually every match. So, uh, so yeah, I used to say he's my men- mental. Uh, mm-hmm. If he if he is, then he is the mental coach for me. Perfect. Well, I love that. I think I think what I'm I'm hearing, and I've heard this from lots of different athletes as well. It's you don't need, as you said, the professional help, but someone you really trust, someone you can just be yourself and speak yeah. and that and that sounds like it works for you and your father yeah, exactly 
yeah that sounds beautiful relationship and and look it's obviously paying paying off which is great and and one one big part I, I'm always curious and for for myself my players and and, and I'm talking about I, I like to talk about visualizations and I'm sure you've come across visualizations and and so the question I have is do you practice visualizations of how you want to play your matches does that go through your mind yeah but it, it it's more uh, and I do it a lot but actually it's more in the in the tour inside the tournament not in practice which I sometimes do it in practice but try to like visualize what I'm gonna do if I have a, a practice match or a, something what I want to want to do what more shots I want to try but it's it, I feel it's I do it more before before tournament or inside the, in between tournaments or between the, inside the tournament which is I'm I'm playing a match I was trying to visualize what I'm supposed to do what my opponent do and if he did this what I'm not supposed to do so yeah I used I, I do it actually before matches more Okay, so that's really interesting that you visualize just around the tournaments and, 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 and within the tournaments. Can you give some examples what this might might entail? What does this look like for you? I usually sometimes visualize like a point. Like like I remember the, the my first World Championship uh, in Malaysia. The last point, the, the match point, I visualize it the same thing, that I'm going to do this serve. Uh, she's gonna hit the cross court in the middle. I'm gonna drop a volley drop shot from the backhand, and actually it happened the same. I don't know how, but like, Amazing. but sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work. But yeah, yeah, and I try to visualize points, the weak points and the rest, and the strong points, and yeah, it it yeah, sometimes it happens and sometimes no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and obviously it can take very lots of different methods, can't it? You know, sometimes it can be very specific, but other times it could be more zoomed out where you're just thinking about the overall match. But- and I actually believe when you when you like when you visualize something mm-hmm. uh, or a shot, maybe it's sometimes you can do it very good even if you never did it before because you just did it in your head before. Mm-hmm. So uh, so. I- I I believe sometimes it works. Like I, I never I never played the shot before, but I imagine myself playing it in my mind. So it it comes exactly mm-hmm. like it was in my mind. So yeah. I believe in that. And uh, well, well, there's some interesting studies and that's part of, part of what I've looked at is, is they, when they look at the brain, it's actually the same part of the brain gets activated and gets stimulated when the players of, or like athletes are visualizing or doing the same thing. So if they're going for basketball shots and the guys are visualizing, but the guys are practicing the same parts of the brain are, are actually lighting up. And that, that for me is fascinating. And they've only discovered this in the last yeah. 10 or 15 years because they can really see it now. So they're basically saying, you know what? The brain gets bigger in those areas if you practice those visualizations. So I, I'm quite curious in, in that side of things. So yeah, no, it's, it's really good to hear that yeah. you, you practice and you go through it a little bit by little bit. So just having a look at, at maybe a little bit more detail now, um, I'd like to know when, when, when I say the words focus and concentration, what does this mean to you? What does this look like for you? So you're in the match, you're, you're playing, you're competing, What's your version of focus and concentration? How do you keep yourself in that zone, do you think? Yeah, Ian, it depends if you're before a match or in, inside the match. Uh, Ian, I feel I always try to, I'll, before matches, I always, to, to be full concentrated or focused, I always try to be alone, try to uh, 
just to listen to music. Oh, actually, this is the only, you know, listening to music, it really helps me to concentrate or just to, to like, to just to be, to know where what I'm supposed to do and to be focused and concentrated before a match. So, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, mm-hmm. That's the that's the the only thing I would love to do before matches. Okay. Uh, in between games, you always try to just see how, to see what happened the last game and what you want to do and what you want to change. So uh, I talk to myself a lot between between games. So okay. So I keep if even if even if I'm. Yeah, and it depends if I'm winning or losing, uh, but uh, I try always to to fire myself up to keep me motivated to play the next game and like to review the last game, what happened, a quick mm-hmm. look up to what happened the last game. And yeah, so I, I always talk to myself between games, but inside my head. <laughs> yeah, of course, I think. But- <laughs> <laughs> that that's interesting way so it's you- it's quite different now because no coaching so mm. Mm. so it's only you like before if you have your coach you you talk with him you know like it's it's quite different to see a game or see what's happening from outside the court so he's he can see what what you did wrong what many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary you what you what you tried so but now it's only you and depending on you and you have to be very smart to know what's strong or what's good and mm-hmm. even if your coach is, is is sitting he's gonna just motivate you or cheer you up but that's it but like tactically it's only you so it's it and I, I see it it's really changed a lot of matches last couple of seasons that it's like because a lot of players are not are not wasn't used to change tactically inside mm. games whenever it happened. So, mm. so yeah. So it's 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 harder now. I think yeah. we used to have a coach, so it's mm. it's harder. That it's it's more you, mm. only how, you. How did, and there's no you, any other help. How did you find it personally yourself? Did you did you like the challenge of trying it yourself, or if you had the choice, you'd have a coach there? No, I would love to have a coach. Oh my coach, yeah, I've seen, yeah, yeah. Just to see, yeah, yeah. It's 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 hard that you're only dealing with yourself. You you're not sure if you're right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely by experience, by, by watching, what everything you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not young, but at the end, you still you still need someone to tell you what's happening inside. Sometimes there's a lot of matches where sometimes you're 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 not playing good. You, I think sometimes. Sometimes I'm a bit 
under pressure and I'm doing something wrong, but I don't see that wrong. Mm-hmm. So if I have my coach sitting outside watching, he could tell me just one word. It's going to change the whole match. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's not only coaching. It's also like sometimes you could need some motivation with then coaching or tactically. So, yeah, it's, it's, I feel it's, uh, yeah, yeah, we need the coaching back. <laughs> is, 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 there, is there indication it's going to come back? Has there been any announcements? Uh, still, we don't know yet. I don't think it's gonna happen until the end of the season. But uh, I don't know if if it's still because of COVID or 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 no. But uh, or they like it like this. But I hope <laughs> it's gonna change. Yeah, <laughs> I hope it's gonna change yeah. because yeah, you yeah. Mm, because maybe yeah. like they might say, actually, it's been really good with no coaches. We're going to keep it, and then all the players will be like, "No, what are we doing? We want the coaches back." So we just no. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well. I I believe you can just have as coaches. Not we don't need like a player going to coach a player, but at least you can have your coach. So if one is is affording to have a, his coach, then it's I think it's going to be. Yeah, better than having players and going exactly. if you don't like this yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be, isn't it? Because it was it was working fine before. Yeah, see. <laughs> yeah, it was working fine before, so yeah. hopefully it doesn't feel like it's going to change too much. So, um, yeah, that's why well, it's really interesting hearing from you on that. So, I'm curious about this because watch when you're practicing and and getting into your practice mindset a little bit now. Do you? Do you set your intention to practice with, you know, focus and concentration? How do you go about getting the best out of yourself in your practice sessions? Because a lot of players, I think, struggle with that, that like I'm telling them to try do this or try do that. But I'm interested what your practice looks like for the mind, how that works when you're at, at the training session. Yeah, I, I always try to, to live the same thing. The same, the same situation I'm living inside the match or a tournament. So uh, I always play like uh, practice matches, like best of five matches, like as if it's 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 happening in a tournament. And it, I, you know, I try to have that players that I, or usually the players I'm playing with. I usually try to know to get to do my a game plan, my my training. I took my coach. Uh, but like all the situation as if it's happening in a tournament. So uh, do a lot of practice matches and uh, mm-hmm. different players. So what, what about when it's, when it's not a practice match? So for example, if you're having to do drills or condition games or coach feeding sessions. So- it's, it's a circle that if, if I'm, I'm, I'm going to play a practice match and see what, what I want to improve in this match, what I was doing bad, what shots I need to... Uh, to practice more on and try to work on it the next day in the morning uh, with, with my coach and try to 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 do the shots do what's want to work on more and then at, at the evening session I try to do the I see the the things we train training on in the morning mm. so it's you always like like this and and you start you, you always start Neutral, uh, just working on everything, and or it depends when if I'm coming from a tournament, what was uh, what was happening in the tournament, and uh, and then it's gradually it goes up. 
I see. I see. Well, that's good because I think sometimes a lot of players, they just go and they, they, they go into a practice session just, just doing whatever, like very broad with no focus mm-hmm. and they can lose motivation and then it just feels like down. But it sounds like you, you've got the, the data from your match or your tournament and then the focus is based on what data you have from the previous match and tournament. And yeah, that, that sounds a very obviously smart and useful way to do it. Um, and yeah, I think it keeps motivation quite high then, doesn't it? So yeah, no, it sounds really good. So if we're looking, if we're just looking at, at your match day, um, you said a little bit about music. How do you get into the zone before a match? So, so what does your process on match day look like? So, you know, from when you wake up in the morning, what does it roughly look like until you play your match that afternoon or that evening for yourself? It's, it's very normal. Like I usually wake up, breakfast, um, depends if the match is late. Uh, I'm going to go practice a little bit and then, Usually I stay in the room the whole day until the match. And uh, yeah, it's you to try to maybe depend and watch a little bit from from the opponent I'm going to play okay. and like do a, a good plan with my coach. My coach calls me, my dad calls me and we do like a good plan. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, then then I yeah, before the match, I always try to revise what we said and and like my headphones in and just mm-hmm. sit by myself watching maybe some squash if there's matching on and then start warm up so mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's quite a normal day I don't do okay. something different or special just normal okay. so two things come from that the, the, the first thing I want to ask is, is how you how you don't have too much squash in your mind because I think players can struggle with that you know if it's just squash 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 do you have outlets do you have something where you kind of go actually this this takes me away from squash and it keeps your mind fresh does something come to mind when I ask that I don't like like put all my concentration in in and if I have five or six hours, I don't watch squash the five or six hours. I only watch like an hour, half an hour or something. I just try to always watch something very, uh, very light, very, uh, you know, usually even I don't watch something that that's very dramatic or very that okay. gets me, get me tense or, or something. I usually like to have it chilling and light. So, uh, Nice. So just something that's doing noise in the background and watching and yeah, definitely maybe on my phone, uh, some phone calls and then time will pass, but I don't want like to stress myself before watch, mm-hmm. before a match or something. And uh, yeah, so I'm just give the squash like an hour or something that only an hour, it's a full hour. Mm-hmm. That's it. So mm-hmm. to like to get the best of it and, and it's over. And 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 the second part. Yeah, too of, much squash sometimes. It's it's not good. Just the brain. You got to you got to be a master in wasting time, but like without making you feel flat or too much energy. It's getting that balance right, isn't it? And yeah. and maybe the second part of of the the question about your day in preparation is when when do you zone in? As in, you know, when you put your squash shoes on, or how long before do you like to get into that zone period where it's like yeah. no one speak to me, I'm here. What, what does that look like for you? I think it's it's only twenty minutes before my match. Like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, since I since I start changing and getting myself ready, it's it like for five minutes or something, and uh, yeah, like twenty minutes, thirty okay. from ten, twenty to thirty minutes maximum, just to get myself in the zone. 
Mm-hmm. Perfect. Lovely. Good to know. Everyone's very different, by the way. Like, uh, like yeah, Camille Sermer is an hour, maybe more focused than other people. Ali Farag, he sounds like five minutes yeah. before he's chatting with people and just. Goes. No, sometimes like yeah, I I feel I feel that sometimes talking to people around you takes the pressure out of you or mm-hmm. take the stress. So sometimes it helps talking to people and socializing a little bit before match. Mm-hmm. No, I've heard that before. I heard that. That's that. That's a very good one. So just focusing a little bit more in the match for for maybe a little bit. Um, you, you're aware of obviously triggers and maybe if it's playing with your strings or wiping your hand, but you can't wipe your hand now. Maybe COVID rules and all that stuff. What do you you do? You use triggers to go to kind of keep you in the moment to keep you balanced. Does does some do you have a plan for that, or does it quite come quite natural to you when you use your triggers? Yeah, definitely I have, but I'm I'm a bit easygoing. I, I adapt to everything. So 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 when something doesn't work, I don't like stress out or something. But yeah, definitely I like to like to calm down a little bit to to have a little walk, maybe take a big breath or something. Uh, yeah, before we used to wipe our hands, so it mm-hmm. maybe relaxed me a little bit. But now it's not so. Yeah, like taking a big breath going to the box and go and getting back here yeah, like try to just calm mm. a little bit mm. and, and you said you speak to yourself quite a lot in between games is there is there a vo- there's a voice in the match also is, how does that voice sound is it quite a positive voice or do you try and motivate yourself how does that voice come across to you yeah it's it's always around this voice is always around you're always talking to yourself here and you, you always I'm I'm always talking to myself inside for it to see what's happening. So um, not in a bad way, in a very good way. It's uh, it's uh, it helps me that do like a small well, okay this this point what happened okay like don't do this again this shot again like just calm down now come on now, come on be quick now like this you always you know I talk to myself to mm. to keep myself keeping myself going don't I don't stop like this so yeah yeah it's, it's a lot happening inside actually it is a lot isn't there and, that, and that's what what fascinates me about the mind and and obviously it's 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 when the negative voice takes over when you, you know you're telling yourself a certain story about how bad that shot was or how bad that rally is and how unfair something is and that that's you know for me a big passion to try help with players to understand their voice so the negative side doesn't take over too much so I think that's 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 really important as well so no then at the beginning of your matches this is a question I like to ask to because because I think I've had many different answers to this do you focus on what you need to do or what your opponent is doing how does that look at the beginning of your matches is it about you and your game or do you go actually I need to adapt to my yeah. opponent? no I uh me and my game more i i always feel that i have to uh, to play my game to uh, uh i like yeah what i'm supposed to do i have to do it and that will stop my opponent from what he's supposed to do so it's always me if i'm going giving him the chance or giving her the chance to do giving her the chance to do what she's she's good at or or I'm not giving her the chance so I always feel I have to play my game or focus on more what I'm supposed to do Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And that's um, it's interesting because very recently I, there's a very famous picture of Michael Phelps, you know, the swimmer, swimmer Michael Phelps, and he's swimming and his, his, yeah. and, is, the and, and the guy's looking and it's kind of like run your own race. If you can be Michael Phelps, you just focus on you and the other person's trying to look and figure out. It's, <laughs> it's not like this. You always have to be aware from what your opponent's doing anyway. And you, you, you watch, you learn, you try to, but you, you, you're doing it a game plan to win so so playing your game and doing a good good plan and know what what your opponent is good at so uh, so definitely have to watch your opponent Mm. yeah yeah I think it's always a balance isn't it you you set your stall out and again where you are in the world rankings and what you've achieved I think everyone has to try catch up to you but equally so if someone's adapting and and Nora and Goha or Camille or Amanda are they adapting their game Hania then you need to adapt with them and figure that out so it's obviously obviously always a balance yeah it's 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 changing it's it's and and it's it changed a lot now actually like the game everyone can watch now everyone is uh is uh, it, it, you know, the games it change a lot? It's very physically now, and uh, you have to you, know, you have to to be mentally very strong, and you have to work your mind more than your body. I I feel that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's 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 hard now. It's it's, it's very challenging right now. Hey, but it, like I, I, you're in the middle of it, and as as external, it's it's fascinating. It's amazing to watch. So it's just brilliant, and hopefully, you're also liking that challenge. And so, so, but just explain to me. Then you said obviously it's mentally tough, and you've got to work on your mind as much. Can you expand on that? What what does that mean for you? Then do you think? I feel it's all it's all in your mind. Uh, if if you're using, I always try to use my hand and my mind more than my body because I know I'm not gonna do this I'm not gonna be the same physically as them because I already have a problem in my knee and they're still young and and they're very very strong physically but I I'm I'm not I don't want to do this I don't want to turn the the game into physically more than Mm. more than squash so I'm I'm always trying to to work I feel it's it's more easier than this it's it's definitely hard. The equation is very hard. It's uh, it, you have to be playing really good to make this work. So if you're in a bad day or not, you're playing the best. It's gonna be hard. So um, you you always have to be smart. You always have to to work your mind more. And uh, and it's it's. And my dad always say there's no one is faster than the ball. So so you have to know where to put the ball. That will make it more harder than running everywhere mm. so uh, I always take this quote and try to work on it and to work to, put, to know where to put the ball then running more yeah well it's a great quote no one's faster than the ball I think anyone listening to that can go yes that's uh, that's a perfect <laughs> quote there from your dad so I've, I've got one last question for you um no you've been absolutely amazing and I've really loved this and I've just been so curious and take it in but <laughs> I'm asking for a tip from you for, for some young players and maybe some amateurs. We, we've mentioned it a little bit, but what's maybe your main tip for the young player, the amateur, about their, their attitude towards squash? Well, what do you think they can get the best out of it for squash? Because uh, sometimes the attitude, I think, is not quite right and the way they maybe practice, the way they play. Anything come to mind about the best tips for the attitude for players? I I always tell myself that I'm I have... Like to enjoy, not put the pressure. Try to 
to love what you are doing to reach the best you can or to achieve whatever you want so uh, you definitely have to be confident to believe in yourself and to to set a goal for yourself but but always doing setting all these three steps but without putting the pressure on yourself try to enjoy and be happy and love what you are doing i i always try to do this in my life <laughs> well listen come I, because at the, yeah at the end no one is is making you ba- making you play squash and and you're the one who want to do it and you this is the thing that you love so try to enjoy it to uh, so you can achieve the the goal you set for yourself Amazing. Listen, Anis, like I was about to say, coming from someone like you, I think that's that's such a powerful message. And I think I think a really, really nice place to start to bring this conversation to a close. So no, from from me to you, a a huge thank you. Thank you so much for taking this time. It's been a massive treat. And um, you've been very kind, as I said, some of these mental strategies. It's going to help a lot of players, I think, that are listening to this, Um, you know, looking up to someone like you, a very good role model. And listen, I wish you all the best at the British Open and and beyond. I'm going to be I'm going to be there. So hopefully we can have a quick little chat when I'm there. So I'll see you maybe hope we can meet, yes. meet in person at some point. Um, but listen, have a fantastic evening, Noah. Yes, Thank please. So Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Presence. Process. Persistence. The essence of Squash Mind. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.